Welcome to the OMR Podcast International. I'm your host, Scott Peterson, international content developer at OMR. Very interesting show in store for all you listeners out there today, as I am joined by Chief Creative Officer at Headspace, Morgan Seltzer. After recording the episode, Morgan was named Podcast Executive of the Year by Adweek Magazine. Coincidence? Not for me to say. What is for me to say, however, is that Morgan is an incredibly engaging interview, and the work she is doing along with her team at Headspace is simply marvelous. Since joining Headspace from CMT, which is Country Music Television, and MTV in 2019 as VP of Content, she has pursued a very ambitious content strategy with a range of intriguing partnerships with celebrities such as John Legend and Erica Badu, as well as global brands in Nike and Star Wars. We spoke at length about the robust content Headspace offers from curated playlists, guided meditation, and sleepcasts, and also touched on the importance of destigmatizing mental health, something she's also very much contributing to. All of that and more right now in the Omar podcast. Buzz. I'm very thrilled to be joined by Morgan Seltzer, CCO of Headspace. Morgan, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning or good evening to you. Right. Uh, we're recording this. I'm in Hamburg. Morgan is sitting in, in Venice Beach, the other side of the pond, the other side of the U.S. So, yes, there's a little bit of podcasting magic going on here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited that we found a time that worked. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about Headspace. It's some exciting things going on in your neck of the woods. Yeah, very. it's been a very exciting um an interesting few years, to say the least, but uh, we've been doing a lot of wonderful stuff at Headspace to help both our members in the world uh, deal with all of the bumps that keep coming. Yeah, sure. And uh, Lord knows we all could use a little bit of help the past few years, everything that we've gone through and are still going through. Um so fans of Omar, people familiar with the Omar Festival might be familiar with Headspace as co-founder Andy Puttycomb spoke at Omar 19 at, uh, on the conference stage. Um, and I guess in the broadest terms, Headspace was or is an app designed to incorporate mindfulness into our everyday lives. And since Andy's appearance in 2019, obviously, we've had a pandemic, a few waves of, the, of said pandemic, and that has had an even more of a, a major impact on how and where we work, um, creating some forced isolation. And all that is just a way of saying that never has taking care of our mental health been more important than, than it is today. So with all that in mind, um, what, what is Headspace today? Yeah. Um, Headspace is definitely a tool um, that allows you to um, have a ha happier and healthier life. And one of the ways is obviously through meditation. We have a really robust um, meditation library in, in our product, everything from beginning meditation and courses um, to very specific niche topics, whether you're dealing with loss or um, We've had various collections. This month, we have a Pride collection. Um, we have a women's collection coming out this summer. So uh, different topics. But in addition to meditation, we have a ton of other um, content inside our product. We have sleep content. So we have sleep casts, which are kind of adult sleep stories that help you fall asleep in um, wonderful locations all around the globe. Um, they're, they're sound designed and um, constantly mixed, so you're never listening to the same sleep cast every single night, which is wonderful if you decide to listen to the same topic uh, each and every night to fall asleep. We also have um, 
a ton of different music inside our product. We have Focus Music, um, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about later, but it was curated by our chief music officer, John Legend. And we have a bunch of different artists who have contributed to various Focus playlists like Hans Zimmer, Arcade Fire, um, Erica Badu. Um, We also have music to help you fall asleep. We have move content, so mindful cardio and stretching exercises. And we also have a daily video show called The Wake Up, which is designed to um, help you start your day off a little bit better than maybe like doom scrolling on Twitter or <laughs> or having FOMO watching your friends' Instagram stories. So we have a right. lot of different tools um, to uh, to help you uh, be more mindful. Okay. And uh, so you mentioned a lot of different uh, uh, content. What are the main platforms? How are you attracting new audiences? How are you reaching them? Which yeah. platforms primarily? Yeah. So in addition to our product, you know, which you can download in the App Store, we have a ton of... Um, different content out in the world for for people who might not be members or who want to learn more about Headspace. So uh, we have a podcast slate through our uh, Headspace Studios uh, banner. Um, we have um, uh, digital content. So we have a uh, YouTube Kids series with Sesame Street called Monster Meditation, which is uh, really wonderful videos um, that feature different Muppets encountering different problems. And and Andy uh, talks them through some solutions. So Elmo's having trouble falling asleep or Cookie Monster is impatiently waiting for his cookies to bake. And Andy helps, um, helps them go through an exercise to help waiting more fun or uh, quiet their mind and body before bed. And they're designed for children to watch and kind of play play along with at home. And we also have books around that. Actually, my son read me the Cookie Monster book last night before we before we went to sleep. So um, we have books, we have digital content um, available on our YouTube page and on other YouTube pages. And then we also have a TV show, uh, three TV shows actually on Netflix. We have the Headspace Guide to Meditation, the Headspace Guide mm-hmm. to Sleep, and then a really I'm wonderful interactive one. product on Netflix called Unwind Your Mind, which is a kind of choose your own adventure where you can meditate or relax with a wind down or sleep with a sleep cast. Okay. Uh, how, if you had to estimate, how many, how big is the team that is putting this together? Because the the things you just rattled off, that's a monster <laughs> undertaking. Yeah. Um, we have a fairly large team, but honestly, our team works so hard that sometimes I don't even know how how we do it all. I think we have about 60 people on our content team. 60. That includes our wonderful teachers, um, our really talented production staff that produce and record um, and create all the wonderful music Um that, that all of our content has. We have a team of creative content directors. Um, and then we also have an off-platform team that works on the podcasting and our brand mm-hmm. partnership initiatives and our TV and film ideas. So a really large team, but, um, and a global team. We have um, right. folks in, in France and in Germany and in the UK. Um, so um, yeah, it's really, really exciting. And I feel so lucky to work alongside really talented individuals who are so passionate about the work we're doing. You know, it's so nice to create content that you really feel like is providing people tools to help themselves. Sure. And so how many people uh, does um, uh, uh, Headspace employ in total, all locations, roughly? Well, we're now Headspace Health. So we have two products. We have Headspace and Ginger, which is a B2B mental health product. So I think we're around maybe a thousand employees. Don't quote me on that. Um, But yeah, we're we're about a thousand employees globally. Okay. So 
Now, that is where Headspace is now. Um, what? How did it start? Because I know Andy um, has a very had a very interesting or has a very interesting background story for uh, how he came up with wanting to incorporate um, uh, mindfulness into our everyday lives, which he spoke about uh, at the Omar Festival, like I mentioned. So, how is that? Like, what? What was? How has it changed since that time? Would you say? Um. Well, I think the ethos of the company is still the same. I think that, you know, Headspace was founded to improve the health and happiness of the world. That mission is still our mission today. I think that, you know, over time, we've evolved from a product that might just have meditation to having some more ways in which, and we talked about this at the top, but ways in which people can live mindfully. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. meditation, the benefits are incredible. And I know as someone who has like a, a, a wonderful meditation practice, how much it's helped me in my life. But I know that for others, you know, the idea of sitting down with their eyes closed for 10 minutes can be scary, or, you know, you might just not be able to find the time to do that. So we've really looked to provide other ways in which you can be mindful in your life that might not include having a very robust meditation practice. And that was something that, you know, people asked for and members wanted. And so um, I feel like we've, you know, introduced sleep, as I mentioned. We have music now to help you focus that you can play while you're working or, you know, cooking dinner. Um, And then, and then also, you know, our podcast, Radio Headspace, um, that is something that's, you know, three to four minutes a day you can listen to, hosted by all of our fabulous teachers, and really allows you to incorporate kind of my mindful um, philosophies in your life and how you deal with everyday problems. All right. Well, you did. You were not always involved in, men, in the mental health space. You uh, joined the team uh, at Headspace in 2019 as VP of Content, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And were appointed CCO in 2021. Correct. And how did you how did you get there? Because your your background, how you got to this place, is incredibly fascinating. <laughs> With all of the content and stuff that's going on, it makes more sense. But I would could you please share a little bit about yeah, how I'd you got to. here and some of your stops? Yeah. So my career prior to Headspace was uh, in the television industry. I was a TV executive, mostly in the unscripted space um, for various networks. I started my career at MTV um, during the time of uh, shows like Laguna Beach and The Hills. Um, And prior to Headspace was the SVP of Programming and Development at Country Music Television, CMT, where I oversaw uh, a number of shows, including uh, uh, the hit show Nashville, which was really really fun and a wonderful experience. Um, And I loved it. It was a great opportunity to uh, create amazing content that people really engaged with and were watching and interested in. It also taught me so much about storytelling and sort of meeting audiences where they are. Um, But I was looking to try something else and uh, really Mm -hmm. wanted to figure out how I could take kind of my learnings and experience from Uh, telling stories and apply that to um, something that I felt like could give people um, just some tools and and to help themselves. Not that the work I didn't do was entertaining and obviously helped people through tough times in that way, but something that, you know, I felt like could really make a difference. And I had been a longtime Headspace user. I discovered Headspace in 2015 after the birth of my first child when I was experiencing Mm -hmm. a little bit of postpartum. And it really, really changed my life. And so I felt so lucky when I started talking to the folks over at Headspace, including Andy and his co-founder, 
rich um, about how we could create uh, content experiences outside of the product that furthered the brand's mission. And so I came on um, as head of their expansion channels to figure out like how Headspace could show up in places where people were consuming content outside of the product. And so um, that's when we started the podcast studio, the TV and film arm, and our content partnerships. And and from there, you know, um, we had we had a lot of success. There was a lot of need for this type of content. There was an appetite for this type of content, and we really employed the strategy of like meeting people where they are. So, looking at what kind of podcasts are people enjoying, and how can Headspace organically show up in these areas mm-hmm. to create audiences for people. We weren't looking to you know create quote unquote branded content or ads for Headspace. We were really looking to create additive content um, that would allow people to learn more about mindfulness and inspire guys and support people to live a more mindful life. Okay, what exactly is additive content? Is that something where they can come back and engage with repeatedly? Or is it something that just aggregates? I'm not familiar with No, that. I just meant more like content that would add to their lives, meaning like we didn't want to create commercials. Like we really viewed it as a content studio or a production company, mm-hmm. not um, a marketing arm, if that makes sense. So we were looking sure. to create content that, you know, you would listen to like you would listen to any kind of podcast. We weren't looking to create ads or, or anything that would um, feel like we were creating commercials for Headspace. Okay, I understand. I, I got you now. Yeah. Um, so, what was the what was the reception then like? Because I, I I first noticed Headspace, um, I guess probably around 2018, but it was more the app. So I would you know, incorporate that five minutes every morning or every afternoon, and uh, I don't do it nearly as much as I think I'd like to. But I did notice a huge help, uh, mm-hmm. a huge uh, boost in overall well being, for lack of a better word. Um, but I'm just curious, like, so when it started branching out, like, to the Netflix series, so the Guide to Meditation, and some of these other channels that are not traditionally associated with mindfulness, not where people are expecting this type of content to pop up, what was what was the reception like? It was incredible. Um, more, even a bigger reception than I initially thought. You know, Radio Headspace alone, um, our podcast, you know, gets over 2 million downloads a month, and that was totally organic. There was no marketing or advertising. We put it out, and people just really responded positively to it. The mm-hmm. feedback we've gotten from our Netflix series has been astounding. Um, the letters we've gotten from people who have a, used it for meditation, it's been life-changing for so many viewers of that series, and it's been really a way for the them to spark a meditation practice. And even we've gotten letters from families who do it together on their couch. And I applaud Netflix. You know, we went in and we pitched a show and we're like, okay, we're going to do this show. And for 10 minutes of the show, your audience is going to be sitting with their eyes closed. And, you know, the sleep show is like, this show is designed for people to fall asleep. And they were really open to trying it. And I think the, the response has been amazing. We've had so many people who have have experienced the show on Netflix and um, mm-hmm. decided to become Headspace members to further their meditation practice or um, watch the show on Netflix and decided to purchase Headspace. They're, you know, they might own a business or be, you know, head of an HR and they've decided to purchase Headspace for all of their employees. So, um, I think it's really allowed people to learn about meditation in a way that feels really accessible and tangible and kind of spark interest in it. And what have been some of the residual effects or how how many people have you been converted is the wrong word, but how many people who have come into contact with the the content outside of the app, outside of the, the core product have become paying customers? 
I don't think we'll share exact numbers, but we saw a significant lift in our membership as a result of the Netflix show. Okay, and how would how would the uh, the product differ? Like, because I remember the free version, you I think you get like th- once a day meditation. At least it was back when I was using it. Um, how? What are some of the benefits? What are I'm just trying to figure out exactly or wrap my head around what exactly the the paying product is for paying members? Yeah, um, it's probably much more robust since you last last checked it out. You'll have to check it out after this podcast. But (laughs) in addition to, you know, our coursework, so most people start with the basics, which are, um, you know, 10 to 20 day courses where you learn the concepts of meditation. And there's these amazing videos in between that really help make, break it down and make the, the concepts more, more tangible and, um, uh, easily understandable. It really helped me when I was starting out to go through the basics. But from there, there's a ton of different coursework that's based on kind of your personal interests. So for me personally, mm-hmm. um, I'm a big tennis player. So I've been really interested in the performance mindset courses around sports and get in how you can like use your performance mindset to increase your focus and get into your flow state and kind of be your best self as an athlete. Um, but there's courses around stress and anxiety, self-compassion, compassion towards others. Um, And then we have singles. So you can basically go in and kind of search for whatever you're looking for, and a bunch of coursework will come up on the meditation front. And then, you know, all of the sleep content. Like, don't sleep on the sleep content. It's amazing. We have um, these incredible sleep casts that are um, in— countless locations, everything from a laundromat and an antique store on a rainy night to we just did a whole collaboration with Star Wars. So we have uh, three uh, amazing sleep casts set in iconic Star Wars destinations. And they're completely sound design 360 audio experiences where you're really mm-hmm. immersed in this space. One of my favorites is the Haman Spa. So you go to the spa at night and um, you have these amazing um voiceover artists and teachers telling you kind of breathing exercises to to wind you down and to set you in. And then it goes into this sort of lazy story um, that's designed to put you to sleep and it ends with just okay. sound. So by the time you're asleep, you're just listening to the to the wonderful sounds. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, and as I mentioned, the focus music. So we have a ton of different content outside of probably what you were used to when you were, mm-hmm. when you were experiencing the app. And um, I think there's kind of something for everyone now, which is really great. All right. And so uh, how many of these tailored or like specific uh, areas of application do you have? So this, this is a very interesting to me as somebody who really likes to, to work out and to play sports, to find kind of my peak me, uh, you know, to like let everything go. So you mentioned that you have anti-anxiety. Uh, do you have other like how take, take me through that? This is fascinating. I mean, there's a ton of collections. You're kind of, I have to like now start looking up the exact I didn't. I didn't but, want to put, a, put you on the spot, but, <laughs> but no, I, maybe I, mean, I could pretty just. Pretty much, I mean, pretty much any sort of issue you might be dealing with, whether it's, you know, stress, anxiety, having trouble falling asleep, uh, having trouble in your relationships, having trouble focusing, um, maybe feeling um, self-conscious or uh, feeling um aggravated and upset towards others, you know, grief, like all of these these human concepts and layers that we deal with every single day. Like we have um, meditations and, and uh, coursework around that and to help you kind of reframe your thoughts and, and approach these problems differently. 
All right. Uh, I'm definitely going to check this out now. I'm uh, fascinated by all of this. Um, and uh, But I'd like to shift a little bit towards the uh, uh, towards uh, destigmatizing mental health. Um, as I mentioned this at, at the top, um, you know, prioritizing that has, is finally becoming more acceptable in the mainstream, at least, um, from athletes like a uh, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, who openly was discussing his bout with depression um, in a very alpha male culture that is the NFL, um, even down to the, uh, to more granular levels where employees are understanding the importance, uh, employers are understanding the importance that their employees actually seek out uh, either self-help or um, uh, medical professionals to address their own mental health. And even in Germany, where we're based, um, this is more of an anecdote, but I remember getting here um, many moons ago, and one of the things that struck me as fantastic about this culture was if you needed to take time off and go see a shrink, a psychologist, nobody looked down on that. It was just something like, all right, go ahead. You take a week off, you go to a little wellness retreat, and it was it was very uh, dealt, with, dealt with very openly. And um, as someone, you, who has been actively destigmatizing mental health, why is the topic been quite taboo in the U.S., at least until recently? Yeah. Um, I don't know why the topic has been taboo in the U.S. I mean, it's something that we as a company have been talking about for a very long time and are very open about at Headspace. I think um, the pandemic was um, very eye-opening, and I think it allowed um, the topic of mental health to be something that came into the forefront very rapidly. I think people were experiencing all at the same time very acute stress and anxiety, especially very early on, you know, when this all, when the world kind of went on lockdown. Um, I know myself, I experienced like a level of stress and anxiety around that that I had never experienced before. And so it Everyone just talked about it at that point, and it became so much less taboo to talk about. And we actually saw, you know, that's when we saw an appetite increase um, from various platforms about putting content in and around the world of mental health um, mm -hmm. out into the world. And so um, for us, it allowed, you know, conversations to bubble up, I think, that wouldn't have normally happened. Um, so... I think we're getting there and we're getting better. You know, here at Headspace, we we talk a lot about it. And, um, you know, we have, as a company, some really wonderful things. We have Mind Days, which are every other Friday. We have a four-day work week. And we encourage everyone to shut off their computers, to take time for themselves in whatever way that shows up for you. And that's been incredible um, and really life-changing for me and how I approach kind of my work-life balance. Um, so, I think the hope is that as we do more things and are out in the world, that we can destigmatize de mental health issues and bring them mm -hmm. into the forefront and talk about them because there is no shame in that. And, you know, look, I live in L.A. Everyone has a therapist. So I think, you know, but it's like, how do we provide that and, and um, make um, make therapy more accessible? That's kind of the work we're doing um, as Headspace Health, our newly formed entity. And the hope mm -hmm. is there that we can um, bring uh, clinical step care to more people at, you know, a much, much lower price point. Do you think um, it's also um, or partially due to a lack of awareness that uh, people think that they're just strong enough that they can just get through it and tough it out or these old ways of thinking? I think so. I think there's a little bit of that. I think also, um, 
you know, in the U.S., healthcare is really expensive and mental health care is really, really expensive. And so it's just not something people think about because it's unaffordable. And so I mm-hmm. think we're working really hard as a company to make it more affordable and to make it more accessible for people. Um, and allow people different ways to engage. So, you know, our partner, Ginger, um, you know, a lot of that is text-based coaching and therapy. So you don't have to sit and chat with someone and kind of open up in that way. If you're more comfortable texting with someone, that's a really wonderful way to do it. And it's really um, been great because it allows people to let down their guard in a way they might not do in a room with a therapist. Sure, and it also provides kind of a, a level of security, a little bit of intimacy is something where the people feel really secure that they can open up. So in your role um, as CCO, you've uh, we've discussed a lot of the content, um, and I'd want to talk about some of the partnerships. Um, yeah. We've talked about Star Wars. We have three sleep casts uh, that uh, you mentioned that were produced. Uh, I believe they came out on May the 4th. Yes, they correct? did. May the 4th okay. be with you. Yes, yeah, we did that, a— there we go. Wonderful collaboration with Lucas Films. Um, we had four breathing exercises in the product. You can breathe with Yoda, Chewbacca, BB-8, R2-D2. And then we also had three uh, sleep casts um, that mentally transported our listeners to some really iconic locations in the galaxy, um, yes. including Tatooine. And um, it was amazing and really well-received um, by Star Wars and non-Star Wars fans alike. Uh, my children really love Breathing with Yoda. So um, it's been really fun at home, too, to have that content. Exactly. Exactly. And so some of the other partnerships that you've had, um, you have Nike, uh, the Netflix series, three that we've discussed, also Erica Badu and John Legend. John Legend is the official music direct- director. Is that correct? Yeah, he's our chief music officer. Um, We started that partnership about two years ago, uh, and um, he came on to help us curate our Focus Music playlist. So Focus Music is, we've worked with a scientist. These are science-backed playlists that are scientifically Mm -hmm. proven to help you focus better. And um, we worked with John and a bunch of other music collaborators. I mentioned Hans Zimmer, Erica Badu, Arcade Fire, um, Kindness. There's countless musicians um, in very different genres. Um, And each month last year, we um, introduced a different focus music playlist, and they're now all available inside the Headspace product. They're amazing. I love them. And I I can imagine it sounds uh, very uh, robust and very diverse uh, lineup uh, of artists in there. Uh, Did your background from CMT help you with some of these partnerships? You know, I can't take credit for them. We have an incredible music team um, led by our audio director, Scott Sorensen, who worked with all of the artists, and um, they did a great job in curating. I was just an, a listener and a fan, so. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so about all of these partnerships, what would you say that kind of unites them all? What do they all have in common? Well, besides the fact that they're designed to improve your life, I would say what unites them is, again, like, we really want to create content that feels like it is um, additive to your life, meaning, like, Mm -hmm. we're— Anything we do, there is going to be some tips and takeaway or something useful in it for you as a user or a listener. So for the focus music, obviously, you're listening to it. It's designed to help you focus better, um, and you can improve your life in that way. But um, 
you know, with our partnerships, whether it's with Waze or with Netflix, it's content that you can you can use and and you can interact with. So, um, you know, with Waze, we did mindful driving experiences, and that was designed to help your commute be- to help your commute more relaxing. So, like in mm-hmm. LA, for example, so much traffic even during COVID, very stressful. Why, you know, we all use Waze to figure out the shortest, fastest routes there. How can we mm-hmm. make that more more enjoyable for you? So, we had one of our teachers, Eve, be guiding you in a mindful driving experience. We had a Spotify playlist that had some of our amazing music to make your drive more relaxing. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I think that's like the the big equalizer, really like content that can actually help you um, okay. is really what I would say unites it all. And how do you go about um, determining which partnerships are are successful? Like, are, are there any KPIs you could share with us? Something, some things you're looking for that you can tell, like okay, this partnership is working. This one needs a little, little bit fine tuning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we use brand awareness as a big tracker for us. Like, are our partnerships helping um, bring more awareness towards Headspace in the work we're doing? So mm-hmm. we look at engagement, obviously, in the partnerships. Um, you know, if it's a YouTube video, how many views is it getting? How are how are people engaging with it? If it's a podcast, you know, how many downloads? And then with our partners, like, what's their utilization Um you know, and how how is it performing on their platforms? Waze was a huge success. It was a mm-hmm. partnership that was supposed to last one month. I think it lasted over six months because people just loved the experience. So uh, we consider that pretty successful. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we didn't um, we touched on it briefly. I, I think uh, how how do you skew as far as your target audience is concerned? Relatively young working professionals. What are we talking about here? Yeah, a lot of working professionals. Um, a little bit more female than male. Although we would love, love, love to have more male members. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, professionals, m- more city dwellers. But we're tr- we're trying to change that, and that's some of the reasons we're doing the work we're doing is uh, showing everybody, no matter you know where you live or who you are, like that you can. You can create routines in your life that will allow you to be more mindful. We have, um, you know, five teachers inside the product, all from very different, diverse backgrounds. Um, Mm -hmm. We also have Kai, who's our our German teacher, and Layla, who's our French teacher. Um, So we're really trying to bring more diversity to our product and hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, through that have um, a more diverse member base. So through some of the partnerships as well to try to kind of reach out and and expand the 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 messaging and the target group, um, are there um, certain areas or demographics that you've identified specifically that are on you know, near midterm uh, where you'd like to reach? Well, Germany is a perfect example of a market that is a priority market for us. We've seen a lot of wonderful. Um, interest in Germany from our German members. As I mentioned, we have we have Kai. We're working on a German version of Radio of radio Headspace that will hopefully come mm-hmm. out this fall. Um, we just did a Nike partnership in Germany. Um, we co-created local content with Nike, our guided runs um, with a German-speaking Nike coach and Kai. So that is a market that we see uh, tremendous interest in, and we are really excited from a Headspace perspective to continue to grow that market. Do you have additional partnerships 
um, on the horizon that you could share with us? Maybe not specifics, um, but maybe channels that you have not yet used or incorporated primarily into reaching your audience? Um, well, we have a uh, show that's been announced that's going to be out on YouTube Originals, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. sometime next year. It's an animated kids show with uh, Lily Singh. It's called uh, The Mindful Adventures of Unicorn Island. So we're really, really excited about that. Um, we have something brewing in the uh, VR space that I can't really talk much about, but we're really excited about VR that. VR space. That's yeah. intriguing. Yes. Um and um, we're going to continue to do more great work that you've already seen, more podcasts. We recently had mm-hmm. a podcast uh, launch actually yesterday called Hung Up, which is a podcast about people trying to get over breakups. Um, it's really wonderful. Check it out. Um, and we have a ton more uh, in that space that we want to be doing. Um, so, yeah, more more to come on um, some of the other things. But those are things that are most most exciting to us right now. All right. Well, I just got a couple more, and then I'll let you get out of here. Um, I want to know, um, from your eyes, so like, what is going to make your tenure as CCO a success? Um, how are you measuring your performance? Because since you joined the team, whether or not you were directly involved, whether or not you can take credit, um, the, the, the content offer is really incredible. You use the term robust. It is. It, it's including everything that I could think of. Anything type of any any channel for for content for running guided runs, uh, ways or any other apps that you might use to along your commute. Mm-hmm. Um, how what what is important to you? How are you going to judge your your tenure? I really want people to figure out, our members to figure out ways in which Headspace can show up in their daily routine in a way that feels organic to who they are and um, helpful to them. So I never want using Headspace to feel like a chore. Um, So I think for me, figuring that out for our members will be, is really important to me. So that's kind of why, you know, we developed Radio Headspace and we have the sleep content and all of these things is like Headspace can show up in your life. Let's figure out how and how can our product meet you where you are to to meet those needs. So how can it anticipate knowing that you want to listen to a sleepcast every night or you are, you know, only want to do meditations about performance and sport or whatever it is. So that I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about. And then I really do want to figure out how we can continue the conversations around destigmatizing mental health um, outside of the platform. So how can we do more work on whether it's streaming services or through documentary films to talk about mental health issues and to bring those issues to the forefront so that people feel comfortable having those dialogues and continue having those conversations. It's so important. We see that every day here in the U.S. with the countless tragedies that we've had. Like, we have to do something to help people, and um, I want to be a part of that conversation to help make that change. Do you think something like Mindspace, uh, Headspace meetups um, is something where the community could possibly, is that, a, does that, is that a thing that's going on now or something that could happen in the future? Because I could imagine that would be a way for people to connect with other like-minded folks and spread the word. Yeah, interestingly enough, you know, when Rich and Andy founded the company, it was a live event company, and then we moved into a digital product to be accessible to more people, and now people are craving sort of in-person things. Um, I can definitely see us doing that, whether it's in-person or virtual will be, you know, we we recently did a— um, 
virtual uh, get-together um, uh, on LinkedIn uh, mm-hmm. for people. Um, and um, and I think we're going to be looking to do more things like that where our members or non-members can come together, talk about what's going on. Um, we're working on a uh, podcast idea that has like, kind of like a call-in element, which I think will be really interesting. But we are, I think community is so important and figuring out ways in which our community can can um, meet up and chat and also people who are curious about what we're doing can meet up mm-hmm. is really important. So for sure, we're looking to do that just TBD on whether it'll be in person or more kind of virtual meetups. Well, stay tuned. Uh, Morgan Selzer, thank you so much for your time. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you.